You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Welcome to 3 a.m. 3 a.m. 3 a.m. Where we discuss and dissect the supernatural. What's the scariest thing you've encountered? That's been one of our favorite questions for years. 3 a.m. is the result of asking this question over and over again. Stories we share are typically sourced from those we know, our listeners, or personal experience. The validity of which can be determined by you, the listener. While we might not have all the answers, we find the culture and lore surrounding paranormal events and unnatural occurrences fascinating. We hope you enjoy. We hope you enjoy. We hope you enjoy. Hey, yo, what up, guys? It's the 3AM Podcast. My name is Charlie. My name is Sean. My name is DJ. Happy Halloween! Hey, spooky, spooky season! season. Spooktober. Uh-huh. We made it. Another year. It's our third year. Oh. Doing spooky season as 3 a.m. Tree. Tree. 3 a.m. Third year, bro. <laughs> this is the 3 a.m. podcast. We tell scary stories. We tell funny stories. If you're here for the scary stories, go look in the description. There's a timestamp. Skip ahead. <laughs> uh, I'm Charlie. I'm the half Asian one. <laughs> I'm the white one. My name is Sean, sometimes known as the red one in the sun. <laughs> and I'm the brown one, DJ. And we're just trying to help the listeners. Boys, how you doing? Good. What's new? Well, just, you know, getting in the fall spirit of things. Heck the yeah. leaves are changing. Pumpkin spice, everything is out. It's legitimately colder. Like, the weather hella shifted. Oh, it's yeah. Nice. I know. I'm Very stoked. Nice. By the way, shout out Kalima. He's in the building. What's up, guys? Shut up. Get down. Get low. <laughs> Sean, you have questions for us? You sure do. Let's do them. The other day, we posted up on our story on Insta, just kind of an AMA for the 3 a.m. boys, anything and everything that they wanted to know. (laughs) We got like four replies. We got like four (laughs) questions to be answered. Just kidding. We actually had quite a few that come through. So let's see. Let's start off with some easy ones here. Maybe not so easy, but like, you know, easy-ish. Any more merch coming out? Yes. We don't know when, but yes. Um, can we get another live stream episode? Yes, again. <laughs> I mean, as as a sales coach, I would recommend asking more open-ended questions <laughs> myself, but still. At some point, yes. <laughs> At some point, yes. Okay, we got some other ones. What are your favorite horror movies? Ooh. We've mentioned maybe this before on previous episodes, but it's been a long, long time. So, might as well come out with it again. I would say mine, number one probably, is Cabin in the Woods. Classic. Classic, cheesy, scary movie (laughs) with all the tropes. No, Cabin in the Woods is great. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. It is not what you think, and that's all I'll say about it. Oh, yeah. It's super fun. If you keep an open mind and don't take it too serious, you'll have a really good time. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Not my favorite movie, but one I'm going to shout out is if you haven't watched It Follows. Ooh, dude, that one is a good one. Underrated. When that came out, it affected me. Like, I thought about it a lot. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. a lot of movies I'll watch and kind of leave at the theater or at the wherever I watched it. Yeah, yeah. That one, I, like, thought about so much. <laughs> um, I don't want to ruin it, so I don't know how to describe it without ruining it, but... 
it's a fun scenario to put yourself in and try to figure out what you would do. Yeah. Which is like what uh, what I like doing with movies. We went and watched that one like four or five times too. Like that one was one that we watched over and over. Yeah. I'm definitely going to rewatch it this October. Oh, yeah. Which is now because oh, you're listening. <laughs> True that. Um, also, I would say an underrated one you don't hear much about, 30 Days of Night. Oh. And I've said this one before, but I like the scenario. It's just... <laughs> So dope to put yourself in. Yeah. Minus the dying one. part. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. DJ, do you have any? Uh, the Shining. The Shining. Yeah. Hey, actually super too, good. Too easy. Do you have a new one or an, uh, another one you can recommend? Another one I can recommend? Uh, maybe Creep. Indie Ooh, uh, found footage good. film on Netflix. Uh, really well done. It's uh, It embodies Creepy. the title. <laughs> yeah. Very well. So, yeah. Let me just make sure. Let me go through real quick. Any other scary movies we need to recommend? I mean, there's a lot. If we, I know, but like a good own. one. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> but like ones. a really good yeah, yeah. one. <laughs> All right. If we think of any, we'll definitely post them up on the IG. Oh, for sure. Next question. Next question. First kiss stories. <laughs> oh, bro. This is. Okay, I don't want to dox him. We uh, can take them. time on this. <laughs> Let me. Uh, that's okay. I'll tell you my not first kiss story. Your not first kiss story. Seventh grade. Okay. We're at the baseball game in Visalia. There's like a semi-pro team, so like a lot of people go to the games. It's kind of big there. We were there with my whole seventh grade class, and me and this girl. We're like the talk of the town in our school. It was so annoying. Every recess, her friends would come up to me and be like, you are expected to hold her hand this recess. And then the whole recess, they would all watch and make sure I did it. So it was like <laughs> they planned it all out and they would tell me what to do and then everyone would watch. And it was like, oh my gosh, they, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so we were at the baseball game and they were like, you're supposed to kiss. D oh, <laughs> take that out. Bleep that. You're supposed to kiss the girl. Uh, when the fireworks go. And it seriously came down to it. Everyone was watching us, and I was like, I am not doing this. So I refused. <laughs> I was so angry. And I didn't kiss her, and I probably ruined many years of her life, and we broke up soon after. What about your first real kiss? Yeah, dude. Dude, I was old. I think I was 18. That's fine. I was, like, married to the streets, the game. <laughs> I was too busy with other things. No. That makes sense, though. I was mad old. 18. It was a good friend of mine. We we knew we were mutually attracted for like a really long time. And then one night, dude, I, I pulled my famous move. This is my pickup line I've used for 10 years. And any girl I tell this to, they like, uh, their opinion of me drops dramatically. <laughs> but this is my pickup line. So, uh, do you want to make out? It has like 100% success rate so far. <laughs> so they yeah. shit on it, but it works. Charles is two for two. <laughs> I'm like under 10 for 10, dude. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, we, I was just like, let's make out. And then she was like, let's do it. And then we made out. Crazy for your thing, first time. Yeah. Bro, you can't argue with the results though. Crazy thing is we were in her room and the next room her dad was sleeping. Like he had oh, fallen asleep risky, in that room. bro. Yeah. And it was like the back of the bed was like 
sharing the wall where like his head was resting. <laughs> so it's like the whole time I'm like, this is the best and the scariest. That's probably where like my love of scary things came from. You know? Okay, like, risky my things brain, at like, least. Tied the horniness and the scaredness together. <laughs> high risk, high reward. Yeah, that's why I okay. have this blanket on my lap. <laughs> Just thinking about it brings you back. Just getting scared brings you up. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. For me, I also feel I was pretty old. I was 16. Oh, gross. I was at a I was at someone's birthday party. Pretty old. I was I was at this birthday party, and the girl whose birthday it is, I'm kind of into. And she's kind of into me, but it's like, we haven't like done anything about it yet. And then we play truth or dare. Yeah, you do. And somebody, of course, you know, is like, well, Sean, I dare you to go and kiss so-and-so. You got (laughs) consent though, right? Yeah. Okay. Totally. That's that. I mean, you consent when you play truth or dare, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) So I did, dude. And that was, that was number one. Was it good? Was it sloppy? I mean, it was pretty good, but it was in front of like 20 people. So, so it was a quick pack. <laughs> that's how I, you know, probably am just so comfortable around like performing in front of people like oh, you yeah. all. <laughs> was it a quick <laughs> pack or was it was it a moi or a moi, moi, moi? It was like a moi, moi. <laughs> Not a moi or a moi, moi, moi. Right in between. Yeah, yeah. Two oh, and in three. In between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys didn't t- tilt your heads. It's just nose. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Eskimo kiss. That was it. <laughs> uh, I was 16. I just got my license, um, and yeah, started dating a friend. Kalima knows knows all about this. <laughs> it's just a girl I dated for like two years in high school, but yeah, it was it was in the truck. I was dropping her off, and we weren't well. We weren't dating yet at the time, uh, but we started hanging out more because I got my license. <laughs> but yeah, I was so nervous. I wasn't her first boyfriend she had dated someone like all year sophomore year and this was going into junior year so yeah we were like sitting outside her house and i parked and we both took off our seatbelts heart pumping pounding my my hand was still on the wheel (laughs) and i knew it was gonna happen right there (laughs) and uh she she made it really comfortable for me <laughs> and kissed me on the cheek <laughs> yeah. and flashed her, her titties. <laughs> no, she kissed me on the cheek and gave you all the confidence yeah. that you needed, yeah. bro. That was really nice. <laughs> super, super nice. Wow, that's tender. That was yeah. tender, dude. I feel like I know you better. <laughs> yeah. And then she went skinny dipping with some dude. Oh, <laughs> I just doxed her. You don't know her name, but heartbroken, bro. <laughs> All right, we got another one. At what age are you too old to dress up for Halloween? Bro, never. Dude, no age. <laughs> I think uh people who are like, and I already know there are some friends who listen to this who hate Halloween. What? A little bit uh, a little bit of a buzz. What kill. is there to hate? It's Satan's holiday. I remember in high school not liking Halloween, and it was because I just thought I was too cool. That was my reason. Ah. It's like this is stupid, like dressing up and wearing makeup or a mask <laughs> or a costume is so dumb. Uh, I don't know if that's the same reason why they hate Halloween. I also know people who hate Halloween because they think it's the, like the devil's day. For real? Yeah. Really? I was kind of joking with that. I mean, who are these pilgrims? Mallory's sister. Oh, sh- uh. <laughs> who listens to every episode? What? What, dude? We're we're Satan then. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. It's like what? <laughs> Interesting. Uh, what was the question? 
at what age are you too old to dress up for Halloween? Dude, that's up to you. Yeah, no. I, I feel like there is a period when you're like in your teens where it becomes way less cool. And you're like, I'm too old to get free candy. So what can I do? You can't really like party or go anywhere. You're more but then it comes involved. back when you become an adult. You're like, oh, okay. And then especially if you have kids or you know someone who has kids, the magic comes back. Right, 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 right. There was a point where I was like 17 and 18. I was like, wow, holidays kind of suck ass now. There's like no magic, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So one of my main motivations to have kids is like to bring that magic back. No, I feel you. Also, I feel like you get more involved in mischief night as you get older. Oh, we don't talk about mischief. Okay, mischief night is wild. Uh, we here- don't talk about <laughs> don't tell anyone if you're listening to this podcast don't tell anyone all right our secret uh it's a thing on the east coast it's called mischief night it's the night before halloween we've probably talked about it before don't care um night before halloween what you do is you commit crimes so it's like really popular in new jersey you find someone you don't like you find the house of a teacher and you destroy the house you tp it you egg it bricks through the window oh, key their car yeah they go a little crazy yeah, yeah it's yeah. kind of insane so we've never done that um what's the <laughs> next question <laughs> next question is kind of you know more different direction more uplifting what helps you guys stay motivated in what and do you have any pet peeves about each other <laughs> oh bullshit. <laughs> maybe we should answer this after we tell our stories <laughs> okay yeah we'll answer that one for our patrons. Um, let's see. What else do we got? Oh. Do you really not want to answer? No, I was going to say like motivated. What okay. Keeps okay. Motivated? It, that's all it says is what helps you guys stay motivated. I'm assuming for the podcast, but it could be in general. Okay. It, with the podcast, I am petty and weak. So feedback, positive feedback from like people who reach out to us. So occasionally we'll get messages just like, hey, I love what you guys do. It means so much to me. Keep going. And that helps a lot because I constantly go through peaks and valleys where I'm like, dude, we're the best. And then like the next day, I'm like, why have we done this? Why are we <laughs> why doing have this? have done this thing? Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's what helps me. Or people who I respect their opinion in my life being like, yo, it's good. Keep going. Yeah. No, for sure. Which I shouldn't need exterior, but I do. So <laughs> I think for me, it's like what keeps me motivated is it's fun. Like I enjoy coming and like just talking shit about things and people and telling scary stories. Also, the other thing that motivates me to like period, whether it's the podcast or, or else is if someone is counting on me to get stuff done. Cause if I say I'm going to get something done, I have to do it. It's this, this thing in my head, it has to get done. So between those two, I would say is what keeps me motivated. Hmm. I'd probably say either human connection or carbs. Carbs, bro. Nice pizza. That's a Ooh. good answer. Dude, Sean do be uh, keeping that, us fed. Uh, <laughs> Every time we record, Sean's like, hey, guys. A cookie. I got pizza. Hey, got guys. Crumble. I got wings. Oh, yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> DJ and I are just like, Okay, <laughs> yeah. let's go with one more question. How about from one of our OGs, Aaron Block. Shout out, Aaron. If you were given an all-expenses-paid trip, where would you go and why? All-expenses-paid trip. Bro, I feel like if it's all expenses paid, I got to pick something very expensive. Uh, like if it's all expenses, I'm not like, you know, Southern Utah or some shit, dude. The Netherlands are expensive. Oh, get some head up Amsterdam, dude. Yeah. Japan straight away. Oh, that's a good answer. I want to go visit where my family lived in Japan, which is Tatori, Japan on the West Coast. <laughs> that would be neat. Be pretty neat. 
But I'm kind of thinking with along the lines of you, like where is super expensive? Oh, Japan's yeah. expensive. Japan is expensive. Getting there and spending money and the food. Bro, Japan and might the shopping. be one of the most expensive. Wait, is shopping included in all expenses? All expenses. I'm going to Japan. Japan. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to buy the world. Buy yeah. everything that they have there. Yeah, yeah, it's either Japan, New York, or like London. Oof. I want to go to Europe so bad. Dude, Europe is my first thought. I was like, I would just take like a tour around the entire place. Both of you have been. Nah, bro, space. Oh, space yeah, Space seems dude. hella whack to me, bro. Really? Seems- dude, space to me seems like the peak of like the human experience. Yeah, Why? but also, Fuck. what are you going to do? It's like well, go into a closet and close your eyes. It's like <laughs> same. Like what? What about hiking? I can see things. Space is just like space. You can black. see the Earth. Eh. Like that's seeing the entire Earth. Anyways, dude. It's like yeah, that's fake. That ain't real. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I love hiking. I'm just rebuttaling with yeah. something similar that is that you like. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I don't know. If you're like up in space, you just kind of see like this blurry mass down i don't know i'm trying to defend it i mean it could be pretty blurry you know with like, the what do you atmosphere do? being all filled with smog and stuff like, okay what do you do on a hike you get to the top of the mountain and you just look you can hop skip run around same with space zero gravity you fly around. You just, like, <laughs> if they put you out you can have like your little thing where you're like shooting through space yeah exactly that'd be lit all I know, i've never been in zero gravity <laughs> i don't think most people have that'd great. be like a really fun i experience. mean that would be pretty neat i feel like though whenever i see like a space movie you know, like gravity did you ever yeah, see that movie? I did not. I was just hella bored. That's what I'm saying. I didn't watch it because I was like, this is probably mad boring. So I just get the same impression that for me, and it's okay. I would be bored. Yeah. Me too. But what if they made a movie where <laughs> it's just like footage of hiking a mountain and you get to the top? I legit watch, watch that every day for I'm work. I'm saying it's the same thing right here. <laughs> it's preference. At the top, you, preference. Get to, you, you work real hard. You get to the top. It's a beautiful view. There are a ton of elements of hiking I find boring, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Like walking. Like if I've done it before, or, I'm like, huh. Yeah. yeah I yeah. don't like doing the same hike over again unless, unless it's a it's long like time. Unless it's like a workout and I'm doing it for the workout. Or with like yeah. good friends and good company. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, for changes sure, for that sure. a lot. Space would be probably the most expensive all expenses paid trip that you could go on. Ooh. So if you're getting the bang for your buck, space is where you're going. But you also better have some dank food. Also, I feel like I hear food is taste different. Uh, like... Out of the atmosphere. Well, you have like gogurts and ramen. <laughs> That's all they have. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kidding. Dude, there's like the the astronaut ice cream that you can buy. You ever seen that? Uh-uh. It's like a freeze-dried ice cream or whatever. Apparently, that's pretty good. No, those are trash, dude. <laughs> Freeze-dried When you were a kid, bro. you thought that was lit, and then that's you grew the up. And... Dude, Dippin' Dots were... I, I was like, bro, we've peaked as humanity. Dude, <laughs> Dippin' Dots is still lit. I was like, that's science. The... the the thing is, it just costs like eight dollars for a, for a mini like <laughs> dude. It's ketchup like size cup, quarter of a cup, bro. Yeah, yeah it's bad. <laughs> it's real bad. Um, I yeah, I honestly think the top things a human can experience, like I don't know, like a physical accomplishment almost, is like gold medal at the Olympics, Ooh. Mm. going to space, mm-hmm. mental stability. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like being that takes a lot in life <laughs> it's uh for me i think it's dope that like now we care a lot about mental health where it's like thousands of years no one really cared because it's like well now we have time we, to care. we have time what, what's the hierarchy called what do you mean it's like a famous the, the famous hierarchy of needs so it's like base level is like you know like food and shelter right and it's like we've worked up to the point where it's like we have all these things so we can start 
spending our time and energy and resources on like worrying health. about other things even if it's things that are you know seemingly unnecessary or like our interests or passions those are all like uh privileges but we've mm. worked up to that point where we can so that's why i hate when you think about the hierarchy of needs i hate when people are like like in africa are starving or like all these things are having it worse like afghanistan yeah, <laughs> afghan yeah obviously but wouldn't you want to live in a world where you know all of those things are taken care of and then we can worry about you know keep growing like that comment always feels like we're not meant to grow it's just like we're meant to just mm. be at the bottom does that make sense kind of yeah. i see what you're saying yeah or it's, it's like, like i i how are you even complaining about that when this exists like yes it's like okay well then i get that never so mind it's like yeah like, <laughs> let's just forget about mental health it doesn't matter yeah. yeah there's people starving stop trying to be depressed <laughs> yeah just gonna tell myself that now <laughs> yeah no i feel you pet peeves <laughs> overrated things like dipping dots overrated no nah, i just i'm just thinking or underrated Ooh, underrated or perfectly what's perfectly rated perfectly. people always talk about oh, things that are overrated underrated what's perfectly rated it's like not overwhelmed or underwhelmed it's just whelmed grilled cheese sandwiches solid okay. reliable <laughs> not does the, its job not the best in the world but freaking not the worst either that, far from yeah. the worst yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a good one okay, grilled cheese okay. Is perfectly sure, rated. Dude. do you like when uh people try to get all fancy with grilled cheese or it's whatever. Uh, I kind of think it's. I, I need to find the right word. I, I'm calling it self masturbatory. What self indulgent? That's the word. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like food. I have a hard time when people become really fancy with it. You know, like when they have like air and you like crack it and then you like breathe in the lavender air. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then like, okay, yeah, yeah. A little person like yells at you from across the room and it's like, wow, that was a great dish. You know what I mean? <laughs> So, like, that kind of stuff, I'm just, like, I am not about it. Like, chef's table level? Um, uh, some of them, yeah. There was one episode I was yes. kind of, I was upset by the episode, actually. <laughs> I was like, there's no food on this plate. <laughs> yeah. I see. He, like, but whipped, like, like, I mean, obviously, nothing. I appreciate the art, but as a fat person at heart, I want food. Yeah. Yeah. More than art. And if I'm eating it, I want the food, not the That's kind of like what we're talking about. Like, we've gotten to the point where it's like, <laughs> you no longer just have to, like, roast the meat. It's like you have to break down the cellular structure of, like, plants and then <laughs> make glue and then, like, I don't know, build a gingerbread house with it. I'm like, that's a salad. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I'm not about that. <laughs> yeah, we were in Park City this past weekend and uh, we got some sushi. Deconstructed sushi. And uh, it was real good. Just a live fish in a bowl. <laughs> real, real good sushi. And we finished our meal. We paid, and we're like, "All right, let's go to In and Out. Let's get real. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's go get full." <laughs> nice, dude. I appreciate that. I this is something I constantly do. But if my wife and I are going to go out to eat, every time right before I like make a PB and J or like I pre game, a I make bit. food, and she's like, "What are you doing? We're going out to." And I'm like, "I'm preventing us from spending like forty more dollars because <laughs> I need to fill my stomach a little before that I go out." And also, if you're starving and then you eat, you get bloated really quickly. True. So if you, like, snack oh. on a little something, then it's much easier for you to digest and eat, food, like, lots of food afterwards. I've often wondered how Italians do it because, like, Italians, Moroccans, and stuff like that, they have, they have dinner for, like, two hours. And I'm like, how do you eat that much? <laughs> but they're probably, yeah, eating, like, a little bit at a time, not so much, not as big portions. But maybe there's, like, some science to that. 
guys, you might. That's how it's worked for me, at least. Oh, that, I thought you were like I, citing a study or something, bro. <laughs> the study is me. Yeah. It's my me. life. Anecdotal. <laughs> guys, you may think less of me than you already do. Huh? But the other day, I had this kind of ingenious idea in my mind. There, there's no way we could think less. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It, it may Not be. you, bro. I was like, you know how they have pub crawls? crawls? Yeah. I'm going to do a Maverick crawl. Ew, gross. <laughs> Maverick, Maverick is like a famous gas station. And they Utah. got some good food there sometimes. So I stopped at every Maverick along my way to where I was going and bought something. <laughs> I'm Mr. Lonely. <laughs> I have no Bro, <laughs> It was low-key dope. I was like, okay, I'll take one of these this time. You should Next organize one, an I was event. Like, I'm going to do that one. <laughs> organize an event, bro. I bet like hundreds of Utah kids would go Get with you. Sponsored by Maverick. Sponsor me. Sponsor us. It's Sponsor like, us. We're what's Adventures it First Stop. Yeah, we're go. Adventures First Podcast. It's go. funny how you refuse to submit yourself to like the high upper tier of like food and art. I will and gladly submit yourself in. to like <laughs> the, the shittiest tier. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have you know though, like previous day, I had done some grilled cheeses, but there were fancy ones. It was like brie Bruschetta. with some fig jelly. What the? And a wheat sourdough. And toasted that up, and it was pretty good. Okay, what's like the biggest mouth sins you commit? Mouth sins? Yeah, like with food. (laughs) I routinely make ghetto nachos. I've talked about it before. Okay. Sprinkle tortilla chips on a plate. Hella shredded cheese. That's normal, bro. Do your ramen. Oh, the ramen's probably a bigger mouth sin. You think? Yeah. Okay. Dude, every everybody growing up sprinkled cheese on chips and melted it in the microwave. But I, I do it like thirty times. Whatever. <laughs> Ouch. More. No, the Ouch. real sin More. is when you do it. You put the cheese and then you half melt it, so it's not even Ew. really melted. We have a friend who would not <laughs> melt his cheese. He would eat like unmelted cheese on chips. I've done that. <laughs> ew. You foul. What, what do you mean ill? Have you ever grabbed cheese straight from the bag and just like ate it? it not if I. Yeah, but not on chips with my nachos. Why the hell does that matter? <laughs> Because it do. Why? <laughs> Says who? That's gross. Me. Yeah. I'm in charge. <laughs> I make the rules here. Uh, Y'all setting boundaries. Set yourself free instead. Ooh. That's true. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Set your mouth free. Open that mouth. Mm, what that mouth do? Anything eat, else? Eat my cheese. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's routinely eating at Maverick. Oh, Sean routinely eats at gas stations. and They got it. burritos at Maverick that are fire. They have the buffalo chicken tot burrito, which is so good. <laughs> it just hit on Saturday morning when I'm on my way to the gym. And what I need some- are you doing? <laughs> you freaking weirdo. <laughs> I can't help it. That's I can't a, help it. That's I don't so know. funny. I, you'll have to point one out for me because I'm a pretty big food snob and music snob and everything snob. Everything that I'm interested in, it has to be like the highest. So, but like <laughs> yeah. other people might consider spam a mouth sin. Okay. Spam. So yeah, we went we camping once. It's very split. It's half and half. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. I'll, One time we went camping. Or you yeah. want to share it? So <laughs> I, I feel like I'll be meaner if I tell it about you. I, I <laughs> You can share it then. No, go for it. Be mean. This idiot. No. Uh, we went camping. He took a can of Spam and he was holding it. And all of us are like, like, what are you going to do with that? And he just went <gasps> and hucked it right into the fire. And all of us are like, first of all, I was like, this must be a Hawaiian tradition. Like you guys do this all the time. And you just sat there and like poked it for like 10 minutes. Kalima's, not, <laughs> Kalima's nodding his head and smiling. Do you do it? It's an ancient, ancient Hawaiian. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. From the Confirmed. beginning. Yeah. Maui. Maui actually, had a tattoo yeah. of spam <laughs> yeah. on his arm. 
in the coals of a fire. Yeah. Yeah. And then you like you fish it out with like a janky stick and then you peeled it and like half of it was black and you just stabbed Bro, it with a fire. Fork and ate it. I liked yeah. it. Straight fire. And I was like, wow, like, oh, like you you do this on campouts and stuff, right? And you were just like, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. It's every day. Yeah. <laughs> Spam's yeah. foul. <laughs> no, but I dig it. Spam's lit. <laughs> I was making spam to be for some friends this past weekend because they had never had it, but they they like spam. And I cracked open the, the can, turned it upside down. You know, you squeeze the sides, and then you you huck it out. You should make a tutorial video. <laughs> huck it out. And, dude, the the way it exits the, the can, the container, is visceral. <laughs> like the jelly <laughs> to have, like, lube itself out of there. <laughs> Is uh, dude, the thing, the way it hit the cutting board, like <laughs> just yeah. bare and brazen. Yeah, it's like what I imagine, like somebody falling off like the Empire State. Oh, oh my like. gosh, dude! Our viewer, our listenership just went like this <laughs> as you described the spam lube. <laughs> Spam's incredible. I'm more than happy to to make people food, especially if it involves spam. I'll make you spam musubis. Hit us up, uh, middle of the night, whatever. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, we've talked about that before. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. My dad, my dad's biggest mouth sin being uh, cereal with Vienna sausages. <sighs> what kind, wait, wait, I've never asked this. What kind of cereal? Honey nut. Honey oh, nut Cheerios with yeah. some Vienna sausages. That's like the least offensive. What if it was? But like also, didn't he throw Reese's like some like coconut barbecue like, sauce and like a like a like sauce. a molten lava lava cake? Yeah, soy my, sauce. my yeah. brother was like eating like secretly eating all the hot fudge out of a lava cake. And then he turned around and he noticed it was all gone. And he's like, there's no lava in this cake. (laughs) So he just like poured in Hawaii. There is soy sauce at every restaurant. And he asks for soy sauce all the time because soy sauce is good on steak, bro. That's what he would always order. And he would just, uh, he just poured the soy sauce in his chocolate cake. And so he had soy sauce chocolate cake. Bro, who's like the god of fire in Hawaii? What? My dad. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Pele. Too. Your dad just busting a pele. Got us so fire. Bringing the lava. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're like, uh, that's not how it works. And he, his justification is that uh, they were both the same color. They're both brown. He's like, it's brown. Same. It's same. <laughs> okay. Stand corrected. <laughs> that's funny. I used to put uh, olives on all my little fingers when I was a kid. Sick, and I, dude. Oh. Eat them up. <laughs> that, that was me with bugles. I was going to say the same with bugles, dude. Yeah. Bro, and then one time the I sharp. tried to put the olives on my fingers and they all split. And I was like, oh, I'm growing older. <laughs> like, what? that's when I realized I was getting older. Uh, I was like, what? The olive on your finger? Yeah. Uh, what's the trashiest food you like? The trashiest Like, you go to a gas station. Trashiest food. I mean, yeah, going I already on with answered Sean. this, bro. For me, it's like every every once in a while, it's combos. What is combos, a combo, dude? Trashy. Those are kind of fire, though. Sometimes it's like a like, it's like a, a pretzel. pretzel cylinder, and it's filled with cheese in the middle. Oh, it's like dry cheese, though. It's like okay, in on like paper, a- that sounds good. <laughs> Pretzels and cheese. Okay, yeah, on paper. On that was paper. unsolicited. <laughs> I, the, the picture I pictured was not good. You never seen combos know. before? You've bro? seen combos. When do you yeah, see yeah, it? They're you'll, in you'll every gas station uh, in America. Yeah. Huh? Even though like ones in the middle of nowhere. You still don't share your ramen combos, dude. Does that look familiar? No, it doesn't. What? I swear. Uh, my, my ramen thing is like whatever. I would eat. I eat ramen probably like every meal for ten years, <laughs> which is like why my kidneys are gonna fail when I'm fifty. 
But when I was preparing ramen, I would do it. And if you see me do it, I have a routine. Like I, I know every move I'm going to make with the bag. Like lightly tap the corners to break it a little, open it, crack it in half, and then enforce so it's flat. Because like ramen comes in two tiers of noodle. Yeah. Dude, you got you to gotta separate that. So while one is cooking, I eat one, and then I eat the cooked one. And then if I'm not fully full, I have another dry one. So I, it's completely dry. I cover it with sriracha, take the little powder, cover the <laughs> sriracha with the powder, and then eat it like chips, boy. Yeah, but you keep the thing whole. It's like eating like a pop. Yeah, I do a dude. fourth at a time. It's like a pop tart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is a pop tart. Yeah, a ramen pop tart, dude. It's lit. We should do a cooking class, bro. Host it down let's in Provo. Do it. <laughs> That'd be so fun. Like it will be our dishes, and then Kevin, <laughs> like a real ass <laughs> chef. Damn, everything is food. <sighs> food is good. Yeah. It is way good. It's probably the thing I spend the most money on, <laughs> dude. Right? Oh, if yeah. you start cooking for yourself, all of a sudden you're like, whoa, I'm rich. <laughs> like, where, yeah. where did all this money come from? Yeah. <laughs> I'm rich, but I have no time. <laughs> I saw I saw a TikTok super like condescending, but it was like a lot. Of, it's like a dude on like, this beautiful vista somewhere in Europe. And he's just like, a lot of people think traveling is uh, expensive. He's like, you're just not willing to not or to cook noodles for yourself like once a week <laughs> or something like that. But basically saying if you cook your own food, but you'll like double your money. Kind of right, though. Yeah, he's 100% right. It's true. Bro, learn like five or six meals. It's fun. Yeah. And cycle. You've refused to learn how to cook. I know how to cook. What do you cook? I can cook steak, bro. One time I got into like a whole like thing. I was watching YouTube videos. I feel like I make it. Okay. I make a good t- steak for myself. Like t- I'll steak. eat it. Dude, here's a personal question. Vulnerability. Where do you like your steak cooked at? Medium rare. Medium rare. Medium rare. Okay, that wasn't good. Sometimes yeah. rare. <laughs> no, no, that wasn't good. What do you like? Medium rare. I refuse to answer. <gasps> you like it well done? No, medium. Oh, oh okay. dude, that's still chill. medium's like the threshold yeah, where you're yeah. still good. <laughs> you're still a good person. <laughs> Anything further is just wrong. I worked at a Brazilian restaurant like all growing up, and so many people would be like, because I think like Mexicans and uh, Brazilians all like their, or a lot of them like their meat like well done. So I would straight bring them like charred black rubber, and they're like, <laughs> and I'm just like, like foul. And then I had a white guy. He was like, I'm when I'm tell you this, I'm being serious. Warm it up. Just like warm it up. <laughs> and they call it they call it cowboy sushi. So I would take the like shoulder part and put it over the flame for like two spins. And it barely like got turned a different color and it was straight purple. And then I'd bring it to him and he's like, Yeah, cut more. Up more and he just eat raw beef and he would come in like two times a week and eat like pounds of that it that's was tight that's bad. concerning gross, yeah. no that's tight <laughs> mouth's in right there not at all um would you rather have a personal chef or personal assistant personal i chef. tell my personal assistant to cook my ass some food personal <laughs> assistant can cook oh they can do everything else cook clean run errands emails Set up all your appointments. Chef. Remind you of things. Chef. That's a good one. Yeah? That's a good one. Still chef? Still chef. Damn. You too? No. You choose personal assistant. Yeah, I can cook. Kalima enjoys cooking. Kalima cooks for us every time we go to his house. Oh, Oh. shoot, dude. Dang, what are you doing this weekend? (laughs) (laughs) I'll cook for you guys. No, uh, I like cooking, but it just, it takes a long time. You have to go, you have to plan it out. You have to go to the store. Get all the ingredients, prep, cut all that shit. 
just takes like so much of my time and I'm like, I could be doing a million other things. I'm kind of the same, but also like cooking for myself. If I'm cooking for myself, I don't want to like go and get all of the individual ingredients and then have leftovers and not be able to use them until the next time I want that thing. So I'll just take the chef so they can just do it for me. You know, you can use it for other things. No, dude, it's impossible. That's why Sean just gets one steak. (laughs) (laughs) One steak, salt, salt, pepper. pepper. Sean's like a Native American, just like uses every bit of the meal. (laughs) Here's the thing also, like if I go and eat out, I never have leftovers because like I'm not going to do leftover. I just eat it all. Biggest mouth, biggest mouth, (laughs) DJ, sorry, Uh, mouth sin you've committed is uh, three entrees at Black Bear Diner. And a dessert. And a dessert. Sean ate three entrees at Black Bear Diner and a dessert. And those are not small entrees. The waiter doubted me. Yeah, she was like, uh, are there more people coming? Sean's like, no. <laughs> That's for me. Dude, that was Dude, unreal. those plates are like massive, bro. Yeah. That was not a good idea, though. Uh, you know how we were telling like Polynesian superhero stories? Yeah. Sean beat a Polynesian in an eating contest. And I feel like he deserves a reward or something. <laughs> yeah, me? No. Oh, yeah, uh, that's true. Well, I he beat you, but like, uh, I'm talking like a real Polynesian. <laughs> a real no, Polynesian. At work, they had a that's, wing eating contest. That's a good one, contest. Charles. <laughs> it actually wasn't even a competition. We just went in. I'm a competitive person, and he was a competitive person. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings, and we just kept like eating. Did he know you were competing with him or he secretly? He was like secretly competing with me at the same time. Ah. Each time he'd grab one, I'd grab one and then grab one in between trying to like do so it they, the quick way with the flats. They did a chicken wing contest. How many did you eat? 50. Oh, and he ate what? He probably ate 46, I think. What a loser. 44. Damn. Congrats. <laughs> Congrats. That dude. was also a bad idea. I was not feeling good after that. <laughs> so many chickens had to die. Dude, there's a restaurant in the philippines called mang inasal oh yeah we went there yeah we did it was like the missionary's favorite place to eat because it was a hundred pesos which is the equivalent of like two dollars and fifty cents and you get this fatty beautifully grilled uh chicken and it's right over the open fire they bring the chicken they bring a plate with a scoop of rice and filipinos they fill up on rice Mang Inasal knew this. So as part of the the meal, you get unlimited rice. Just like Red Robin but, uh, <laughs> for the Philippines. And they had a dude Led standing Robin. in the corner of the re- restaurant with a bucket of rice over his shoulder. Rice boy. Waiting, waiting for your call. And he just like, there's a couple different calls in the Philippines. There's a like the kissing sound. That's just like to get somebody's attention or... <laughs> or you uh, like the come here motion, which is different from how we motion. American here. do it like overhand and Filipinos do it underhand. Is it Southeast think, Asian though? I think some, a bunch of countries do I think that. Thai do yeah. it too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you call him over and he runs over, opens the bucket and starts unloading on your plate until you <laughs> tell him to stop. So we'd always try to see how many, uh, how many things of rice, like scoops of rice we could eat. That was fun. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It's like poor country. It's like you have one thing of meat and you like spread it out with like 10 things of rice. <laughs> Bro, you like try to make it stretchy, like dip the rice in like the meat juice. Yep. So it's like yep. more meat. Yep. <laughs> it's just chicken rice. flavored they rice. Had, like the soy yep. sauce and like you had yeah. like your little calamansi and yeah. oh, <sighs> delicious, man. Dude, we should redo that meal. Did I ever tell you guys a story about how we were so poor on the mission? So when you're a missionary, you have a budget and... When you run on the budget, you run on the budget. Yeah. I was usually pretty good with mine, but 
there was a time where we had to travel a lot uh and we used a lot of our budget on that for meetings and whatnot and uh we ran out and it was like three days until like the next uh like it's not uh like allowance hit and we were like out in it's called the bukid what is the bukid boonies middle of nowhere yeah in the boonies we're in the bukid and none of the members there liked us <laughs> the church members so nobody they, liked they us. didn't feed us so we it was just me and my companion my mom had sent a package like a month before for tacos and we had already eaten that but i forgot one thing in the package that we didn't use and it was a can of refried beans so for three days my companion and i <laughs> rationed those beans just a small can him and i would each take every day for three days once a day we would take a spoonful of beans we'd say our prayer Say thank you. Make these beans grow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we eat our, our spoonful of beans, and that's all we ate for it. And when you came back the to the can, day. it was full the next day. <laughs> <laughs> it's a miracle, Elder. <laughs> Bro, you sound like the Tongan castaways, like <laughs> rationing like one Honestly, bite. Yeah. 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 I've I've been there before. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been that hungry. It's the farthest from home I've ever been. <laughs> Uh, bro, I straight almost starved to death like several times on my mission. Damn. Uh, one, I was way up north. We're like nowhere near anyone else. And my, I get a new companion straight from Donga, Otokoka. And he like comes. I was like, bro, you have a camera? And he's like, no. And I was like, we like just got our allowance. Oh, no. I was like, let's go to the store. <laughs> so we went to the store, pooled both of our allowances and got him a nice camera. <laughs> and then I, we were, I was like, all right. Like, it's up to God now if we, <laughs> if we survive this month. So we had, like, everything we could do to survive, bro. But we made it through. One time, there was, like, I was in an all-Aussie area. And Aussies are mad stingier than Polynesians with, like, food. So we were screwed. I was eating hot water, and I was swallowing cloves of garlic. And, like, that was two of my meals a day. Ugh. It was rough, bro. <laughs> those kids in school who refuse to share and if they did they would give you like a ah, m&m they'd like <laughs> hand pick it themselves and place it in your hand like, uh. and they think that they're god for like blessing your life you know what i'm talking about i'm the one who giveth and i take it away <laughs> you know what i'm talking about i do bro what is your problem <laughs> those kids are in jail now <laughs> their excuse is always like I worked hard for this. I was like, bro, you worked hard for M&M's? <laughs> Your mom made and yeah. put it in a sack for you? Adult, there are adults who still be like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Some people never grow out of that. Super bro, this stingy. kid, Tommy, in my school, had the littest lunch. And he had, like, no appetite. So I don't know how, but, like, we just, like, struck up this deal where, like, he would give me half of his lunch, like, every day, bro. It was, like, the best sandwich. That's called bullying, Charles. <laughs> I was like, listen, we struck up a deal. Yeah. It's like, I will murder you. <laughs> nah, bro. He like liked me or something. I don't know. It was weird. But yeah, tradesies in school or like there was times in high school and like middle school, I would do anything for like a dollar so I could go buy something from like the student store. You know what I mean? I remember the desperation. I was like, anything. I'll do anything. You know? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh, that was Kalima in school. <laughs> that was Kalima in high school. Just trying to get food? Yeah. No, dude, we had a buffet. No. <laughs> yeah, nah. It was after school when we were hanging out late. Oh, yeah. I never had money. So we'd go to 7-Eleven and I'd be like, oh, can I, can I get a musubi? 
<laughs> and DJ breaks off a tiny little piece and <laughs> gives it to you like he's gone. Agri. Ag- <laughs> yeah. Here's a musubi. <laughs> That's so funny. Or DJ just has like the musubi and Kaleem is like, hey, that looks like it would taste really yeah. good. <laughs> Those comments always be funny. Oh, bro, what does that taste like? I was eating chicken. What does pizza taste like? <laughs> <laughs> You've never tried pizza. <laughs> I was eating chicken tenders and uh, fries and our friend Hunter like three times. He's like, oh, that looks pretty good. Like, is it good? Is that good? And I was like, yeah, you want to try something? But no. And like turned around when he said it. And I was like, is it now good? Yeah. But he said it like three times. It's like, you freaking fool. (laughs) You idiot ass. Oh, man. Get dumb. Should we roll? Let's do it. Now we roll our 20-sided die to see in what order we tell our stories. Highest number goes first. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Have you ever had a relationship that you're proud of? Proud of because you put in the work and the other person put in the work as well. Uh, didn't have to be perfect, but uh, effort was made, honest effort. I think it's definitely more rare to have those types of relationships. Uh, the good thing is with, with therapy, at least in my experience, uh, that's something I've been able to find. Uh, somebody who invests in me, uh, especially when I invest in myself. And we'd love, love, love for you to experience something similar. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Uh, it's entirely online, designed to be convenient and flexible, suited to your schedule, uh, become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Uh, go ahead and visit BetterHelp.com slash 3 a.m. today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 3 a.m. The truth about the Haditha massacre has been covered up, but not anymore. I know you know what happened. They went into houses and killed women and children. What are you thinking? What a mess. U.S. Marines murdered innocent civilians in cold blood. And at the center of it all is 25-year-old Sergeant Frank Wooderick. And me. Murder in House 2. A new podcast from Crowd Network. And the numbers are. DJ with the six, me with the five. Charlie with three. Whoa. <laughs> I'm glad I'm going first. Good. To be honest. <laughs> cool. Me too. Like, I didn't want to listen to your stories. <laughs> this is one that I know a lot of people have been asking us to review. And that's about time. It's Gabby Petito. Oh, shit. Uh, crazy. Ongoing still. Is there anyone in this room who doesn't know? About Gabby Petito? That's <laughs> negative. Okay. Blank stairs. I, I feel like that's uh, that's good because uh, if you don't, what are you doing? Um, it's safe to say that this is the probably most famous uh, homicide case of 2021. I can't think of another one this year that was this big. I can't think of any yeah. other. Um, so a, a lot of listeners, I mean... All of you are into this, so you probably already know a lot about it, and that's fine. So, what are we <laughs> You're bringing? Like yelling at him. <laughs> what? What are? What you are already we? know, and that's okay, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I promise you, that's not my tone. <laughs> um, what is going to be different about this one? 
I think there are a few things. Um, there are a lot of conspiracies going around, and those are really dangerous. Yes, they are. Um, yeah. But fun. But that's what we're going to be talking about. <laughs> I was like, what are we going to do differently? Like bad humor, inappropriately timed jokes. No, I'm um, just kidding. Anyone dying is super sad. But like, we're here. We're here. So yeah. Water is wet, Charles. <laughs> yeah. um, Who said that once? Jordan? Was it Jordan? No, dude, it was Hunter. It was a, it was a hot take between Man, all of us. Man, this water is really wet. Or this rain is really wet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fool. <laughs> Of a um, let's just give a quick timeline of what exactly happened. Have you guys been holding off on uh, learning as much as I can, but it's hard. Yeah, you you've read into it. No, it is fine if you have. <laughs> I'm asking. May have watched so some YouTube videos. You can help you substantiate this by adding some of your. But I'm also a big conspiracy theorist. So okay, so uh, this is the story of Gabby Petito and her fiance. Brian Laundry. So Gabby is 22 years old. Her fiance Brian is 23. They went to high school together and they reconnected after high school after some time and started hanging out with each other. That was 2018. 2019, they started officially dating. Uh, After about a year and a half of dating, they got engaged. That was last year, July uh, 3rd. Of 2020. There's a lot of dates in this. I'm not the best with dates, nor do I think they're always important. So I'll try to keep those, those, uh, like the first part of how all of this happened, those dates don't matter as much. But yeah, in 2020, they, they got engaged. They announced it uh, via social media, all their family and friends. And up until that point, and even up until this year, it seemed that they were truly madly deeply in love with each other. So no suspicions, nothing. Uh, 2021, this year, they invest in a van because they have dreams of traveling the country by van. And they started a, I don't know how long they were doing this for. It sounds like they were doing it before 2021. Uh, but they started a vlog, a YouTube channel, and they had garnered somewhat of a following, nothing insanely huge, but they had a following nonetheless. I, I was, I think it was like before all of this transpired, I think they had like 10,000 followers on Instagram, but their videos were like consistently getting like a thousand views, not a ton, but nonetheless still a following shitting on us. Yeah. So. <laughs> so in June, they decide to embark on their road trip. They had built out their van. They're super stoked about it. It's outfitted for their interests and their needs. And their plan is to work across the U.S. and make it to Portland, Oregon, where they would meet up with a friend and spend Halloween with them. So this whole ordeal would be a few months. Yeah. Uh, And this whole thing transpires in the middle of their trip. Like I said, it's ongoing. It's current, as most of you already know. They start in... And this part isn't super important. I don't know if they start in New York or Florida. They went to high school in New York. I couldn't find details on this. I've asked multiple multiple people and they couldn't give me an answer. Like I said, this part is kind of anecdotal, um, not super relevant. But uh, Gabby's from New York and Brian is from Florida. So I guess for high school, he he was living in New York or something and went back down to Florida. 
Anyway, they were living in Florida. Yes. So they started their trip in Florida because they were living in Brian's parents' basement. They started in June and they they take off. They hit the road and they're visiting all these states. They're posting on their vlog regularly. They're posting on social media, captioning all the beautiful places that they're going and all the experiences. They're having all the, the great people that they're meeting on the way. Um, all the while, isn't she checking in daily? She's checking in daily with her family. If uh, it's like the longest that they didn't talk was maybe like two days. So they're they're always talking with each other. Uh, they know the whereabouts and what their plans are. Gabby's communicating this with her parents. August 24th to the 30th, uh, there's still consistent communication. At this point, they get to, uh, they're already in Moab. Moab is in southern Utah, and it's a beautiful small town with uh, Arches National Park, one of the famous national parks in the U.S., constant tourism in, in Arches National Park. People from all over the world are visiting and hiking and staying in, in Arches. That was August 24th to the 30th that they're talking about they're, we're in Moab, and then we're leaving Moab, and we're headed to uh, Yellowstone National Park, which is in Wyoming, partly Idaho. In between that time, uh, things start to to slow down, or what we now know is Gabby's last days of communication with her parents. August 25th is Gabby's last Instagram post, and we see her. She's in Ogden. Uh, she's standing in front of a mural, beautiful painted mural called the Monarch. There's a bunch of butterflies in the back. She's just posing uh, with like a pumpkin, and yeah, um, she seems to be doing really well. That was her last Instagram post. In Ogden? Ogden. I didn't realize that. They're on the way from Moab to Yellowstone. Yeah. So Ogden is about an hour north of Salt Lake City. From Moab to Yellowstone is about eight hours, would you say? From Moab to Yellowstone? No idea. Moab yeah, to Salt Lake is four hours, and then it's also four hours from Salt Lake to, to Yellowstone. So yeah, about an eight-hour drive, and they decide to stop along the way. I know they stay in Salt Lake City at a hotel. At one point, the hotel like had a blackout, and they lost power. I think they were staying at a hotel, or like the parking lot they're staying at uh, had like a blackout, and they, were, they had like no Wi-Fi or whatever. So like Gabby's dad phoned in some DoorDash for them, or Uber Eats sent some food over to them. Uh, so during this whole time, parents are still aware of you know their whereabouts, and uh, their situation that day and time. So August 25th is the last Instagram post. August 30 is the last text that they receive. This one's a little hazy to me, too. While I was doing research, I was seeing different things. I was trying to corroborate the different pieces of data that I was coming across, and uh, it was still a little hazy for me because there were different... And I'm sorry, I'm, I'm kind of butchering this. I'm just trying to move through this timeline to get to some of these conspiracies. Um, one of the final texts was like no service going into Yosemite, which she meant Yellowstone or was supposed to be Yellowstone. And then there's another text talking about uh, texting mom. Can he take care of Stan? He keeps calling and messaging us. Stan is Gabby's grandpa. Gabby has never referred to her grandpa as Stan. I heard that bit. So that That's was a really odd bit in this piece, uh, which the mom is led to believe that that last text, she doesn't believe that was Gabby texting her. But those were those two text messages uh, were 
supposedly the last text messages that Gabby had sent. September 1st, six days after her last Instagram post, Brian arrives back home in Florida with the van, but without Gabby. Super, super sus. Quickly moving through this timeline, uh, nobody knows where Gabby is, and her fiancé Brian is being very hush about it, not saying anything. In fact, he lawyers up, and when they come knocking on uh, his family's door, they just refer the press and the police to his lawyer. From what I heard, too, like the police were not like super concerned or like pushing really hard either. They weren't because Gabby wasn't officially missing yet. During this time, you know, it's more than 10 days since Gabby's parents have heard from Gabby. They know that their future son-in-law is okay and at home and without her and not saying anything. And it is absolutely infuriating to her family. Uh, pleading for for them to to say something, throw them a bone, you know, still nothing. September 11th, Gabby is officially reported by the police as missing, and they they start to do some actual work into finding her. September 14th, I'd assume the police is going over every day to Brian's house, and they're getting the same response. But September 14th, the police are told that Brian is now missing. Mm. Yeah, I heard that bit too. Five days after that, September 19th, which is this past Sunday, Gabby or a body is found in uh, Teton National Park in Wyoming. We were just there. Yeah, twice. Two days later after that, which is Tuesday, it's confirmed that that is the body of Gabby Petito. And it's confirmed that it was a homicide. The following day, September 22nd, so yesterday, an official warrant is put out for for Brian's arrest. Is he still missing? And he is still missing. By the time this comes out, there will probably be huge Way more information. Right, yeah. Because we started learning about this. We record on every Thursdays, and we release release the episodes the the following Saturday. Saturday. So there's like nine days until we release an episode from when it was actually recorded. Hard to do topical stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's t- it's tough. But also, like, we learned about this happening, like, the day be- before we recorded. So last week, Wednesday. Which is now, like, three weeks and it before was like, when you're hearing this. Yeah. yeah. So, sorry. Lots of numbers and dates. I'm trying to simplify as best as possible. Um, we wanted to share this last week, but... There wasn't enough time to like learn all the details and, and, and share it's like, like still live. Now. Yeah. yeah, and it's still ongoing. So, um, yeah, lots has happened within the last week, and lots more I believe will happen in in the following weeks to come. But that's the general timeline up until this point of recording. This is this is what we know. There's a lot of other weird things that point to how odd this whole situation is. How odd of a person. Brian is, how strange uh, his family's involvement is, just the miscommunication and the lies, and uh, it's it's really strange. Um, and I want to start with, uh, well, we talked about conspiracies. Uh, to preface, and I, th- I think this goes without saying, but yes, conspiracies are dangerous. This is more to just observe and recognize What's being talked about, I'm, 
I'm not necessarily giving weight to any, any or if all of these conspiracies. Um, it's just what has been the narratives going that around. are out there. Yeah, exactly. Right. And also for legal, this is all a video game and a fan fiction that we're writing. So <laughs> none of it's real. Kind of starting on the extreme end of conspiracies to get that out of the way, and I won't spend much time on it. It's QAnon. Q is involved. <laughs> Q has come out saying, like screenshots of their Telegram messages, message groups, saying that they believe that Gabby Petito, and this is infuriating, is a crisis actress trying to take away from the atrocities of the Biden administration. Wowzers. That's insane. That's super insane. That is all the way on this side of the conspiracy. Yeah, exactly. That's why I said there's not much more to say about that, so I'm not going to spend much time on it. Well, I mean... (laughs) (laughs) The other thing that they're saying is that this is just a ploy... Also for Biden, uh, double-edged sword to show the necessity of like data tracking, GPS. Bro, straight and, up, I turned off every trackable thing on my phone like five days ago. Yeah? Like I, I saw a video. I've been going down some weird rabbit holes recently. <laughs> and I saw a video of like, oh, they can track you this, 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 this. And the only thing I have left is find my friends. Yeah. Well, the thing is like I've noticed that with apps – and this is not me playing into the QAnon thing. This is just like it, reality with like my actual phone. Like there are apps where it says ask app not to track right. or allow. It's not deny or allow. It's ask app not to track. What does that mean? To me, that means you ask and they're like, uh, nah, we want to track you anyway. There's also a setting on your iPhone that brings that message up. Like you select the ask apps not to track option. If you turn that off, it turns them down automatically when you download the app. Okay. So it's like Apple automatically turns that button on so that you have the opportunity to select yes yeah. and gives these opportunities for them to track you versus denying everything. But do we know if that actually works? It doesn't. It probably there's doesn't. back doors to everything. There's, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's like leaks. There's, Facebook just came out. You know someone out, with like, TikTok? China knows everything about you. Yeah. yeah. Facebook Facebook just came out with with leaks, right? I think Apple had leaks too. Apple did like a rushed update because it was like a data breach. But actually, yeah, data breaches happen like a couple months yeah. all the time. Yeah, with all the big companies that everybody's affiliated. Yo, with. maybe that's how my Insta got stolen. Maybe, dude. Frick, dude. Um, that's QAnon, and that's all I have on that. Interesting. Okay, that's interesting. Still, that's gracefully move on. Okay. Um. The rest of these are in no particular order. I'm just going to shoot from the hip. Uh, Gabby and Brian shared a Spotify playlist. Okay. So if you don't know how Spotify works, it's semi-social media. Yeah, it's getting Like everybody has their own profile. And on the profile, there's more or less a feed. And on the feed, there are things that uh, there are things such as recently played artists, the playlists that you've created. If you want to make them public, um, you can even get followers or follow people back. And if you do follow people, you can see what they're listening to at the time. So and so is listening to this band, this album on yeah. this playlist uh, ten minutes ago. You know, uh, there's a live feed on Spotify, and so they have a I, they have a joint Spotify account where they play music and make playlists. And there's a playlist that uh, they have 
that was updated on September 1st. So you can look at playlists and there's a, uh, you know, when you can sort by artist and by genre and by song title, Mm -hmm. there's another one for date added. And there's a bunch of songs added on September 1st, which is the day that Brian got home to Florida. And a lot of the songs talk about relationship problems and death. Super, super strange. Sus. So people, people found uh, there's an incredible amount of web sleuthing going on with this case, which has helped with the virality of it all. Um, people are talking about why is this case garnering more attention than any other else? Um, there's been talks about white, white woman missing white woman syndrome, syndrome. Uh, which is I looked into that more, and there are actual published studies professional peer-reviewed studies about this and it's true lacey peterson white people are very often overrepresented in the media um than people of color don't doubt it so Um, it becomes like sensationalized and if a white woman goes missing it's like the coverage is intense everyone is in on it but then like the argument is if like an african-american woman if another whatever person latinx or Zero to nil coverage. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so yeah, a perfect like, example is like all the Native American girls. If you watched Wind River, yeah, perfect example. Like uh-huh. hundreds of Native American women go missing all the time. Zero coverage. Nobody hears or says anything about it. I peg that more on the this personal. I peg that more on the media. Hundred percent. Right. And then it affects. The viewership. Uh, the viewership and then we're conditioned that way so that's my like they're showing it yeah so it's like yeah of course it's on everyone's mind but this one the virality started like online yeah so it was way more organic it yeah. wasn't like created by the media yeah and you we've all seen missing like un, unsolved mysteries like uh missing persons cases that are still ongoing and there's not nearly as much coverage and i think a big part of it is because of their lifestyle they had they had a following. They were public with their lives. There was a lot of evidence levi- leading up to it. Mm-hmm. So there's a, like lot, a of lot of clues and stuff yeah, to go off of. A lot of times yeah. there's not a lot of breadcrumbs. It's just you have an old picture of them yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. they're missing. That's it. This one, it's like we have play-by-plays and there are things playing out still and it's still not adding up. It's yeah. Like, <sighs> yeah. So people are, are on a wild goose chase right now. So that's the that's a Spotify playlist. Bunch of web sleuths found their their Spotify profile, saw, saw looked dates. up their playlist, and then saw that the he he just added these songs. You know, it's weird. Recently, I don't know. Take it uh, with a grain of salt, but it is it's, a uh, clue nonetheless. It's big sus. Yeah. Another another uh, moving on to the next point. Uh, Brian is an amateur artist. There are uh, if you look at his Instagram, which by the way. Both of these individuals' Instagrams are live. And they like their followers. Skyrocketed. Skyrocketed. Brian has like 300,000 followers now. Gabby has over a million. Over a million. So that's like sky. What you're saying is one of us has to go missing. (laughs) Shut your damn mouth. (laughs) Where where Um, is Jordan? (laughs) Oh, shit. Follow us. (laughs) Um, If you look at Brian's Instagram, you'll see... That he's posted a ton of uh, artwork. Since? Uh, no, no. Uh, from the past. Okay. People are looking into this, I think, a lot more than they should. That's my opinion, personally. He has a very... He has an interest in, like, the macabre. Hmm. Uh, and like, styles of art that are that are dark. And he has a lot of weird... He, uh, 
His captioning on Instagram is strange. It's not normal. He's very into like the natural world and the outdoors um, and disconnecting from, you know, everything modern, um, which makes sense as a van dweller, you know. Right. Um, Which I don't mean in a negative sense because van dwelling is dope in its own regard. Yeah. I think a lot of people are reading too much into this. I I have some pictures of his artwork that I that I put in the humans are. I can't read from here. Humans are primates, great apes, in fact, but I don't know all how great we are as a species. Chimpanzees share 98.8 of their DNA. <laughs> yeah, so humans. He, he goes on talking about, you know, the human existent and apes. Uh, That's and not bad. That was, that was, That's pretty good. That was a, or are you talking about the artwork? Yeah. Yeah. Like he's, he's talented, you know? Um, but okay, this is a, we're looking at another thing. It is definitely, there's guns, there's a bloody knife, there's a man in a letterman's jacket covered in blood with a wolf's head. But I think this is based off a movie. Very well could be. Keep going. I mean, okay, like a skull getting obliterated or a skeleton rather. Yeah. But like, so yeah, like darker themes. Yeah. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not, not, not enough to convict someone off of. Yeah. yeah it's circumstantial yeah. at best. Yeah. I think everyone who like immediately buys into this idea that, well, of course he did it. Look at the art he did. It's like, yikes. Then put me in jail. Cause yeah. like I've drawn dark stuff. Yeah. Or, like, you know. Every, every kid who's played Grand Theft Auto is going to be a murderer growing up, you know, but shoot up the true, city. Though, you know? <laughs> so it's like the same way of thinking to me. So I don't completely buy into that. Um, I wouldn't completely dismiss it, but I don't give it much weight. That's either. like everyone that's also obsessed with like how obsessed he was with like this fiction writer that wrote about like a serial killer or mm-hmm. something. And he posted like tons of quotes from this book and like love this book to the point where he wouldn't like dog ear the page because he would, didn't want to crease the papers and what stuff like that. book? I don't know what book it was. It was just mentioned in one of the many YouTube videos I was watching. Are we trying to normalize creasing papers, dog ears? <laughs> no, I'm just saying like that is what was brought up is like yeah. how much he loved yeah. the book. Respected that, that. To me, that's more people taking anything, taking an inch and going a mile. Right. That's what I'm saying. So, it, this sounds like that with the art. I am not supporting brian right now it's just like the philosophies behind trying to oust him slippery slope yeah it's a it's a slippery slope in every direction i i realize so um but that's that's on his artwork um another van similar to theirs they're traveling around it's outfitted they have a dash cam and they spotted brian and gabby's van after she had gone missing that's a snapshot from the dash cam footage. So the van is just parked on the side of the road. It's in the dirt. They're at a park where you can set up your your van or your your tents. It's just a regular campground. So this was a uh, this this is confirmed to be their van. It had the Florida plates, uh, had the same scuff mark on the gas tank. Okay. Uh, same model with of a van with the the ladder on the back, and also if you look in the window, the hat. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The hat was found in like one of their other pictures or something like that. So that was that confirmed was confirmed their van. Confirmed their van in the footage, and I saw this. I saw this on social media, and I wanted to find more like write ups about this, and I couldn't. But somebody on social media had gotten the footage 
stopped at one point, screenshotted it, enhanced the footage to show the contrast better with like looking in the van as they're driving past it. And it's dark inside and there's a figure with like a like a white face kind of an outline with a really pronounced nose. And they compared it with pictures of Brian's dad. So this is a, a really interesting conspiracy. What? That Brian's parents are in on this. Do we have that? I I don't. And uh. I can show, I can send you the link. If anybody reaches out, I can send you the link to that. Um, a parent, this, or this, this, what's l- the words? Accomplice. Yeah. Uh, allegedly. 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 Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> so uh, a, a weird thing of this whole thing is in August, Brian went home without Gabby. They think he flew home. Okay. And while he was home, he moved all of his and Gabby's stuff into a storage unit. Nobody has an answer to why, but they've tried to figure out, you know, why would anybody move something into the storage unit? It's usually because you're gone for a long period of time and you don't have any place to put it. But the latter of that doesn't make sense because they were living, they were in, living the in the parents' basement. Yeah. You know? So why would they need all of that out? So that goes back to, you know, they were planning on being gone for a while. And that was in August. He flew home, took care of that, and then came back to wherever Gabby was at, at the time and met up with her again and continued their travels. Mm-hmm. Um, they're thinking at that time, uh, in this conspiracy with the father being in the van allegedly being in the van they're thinking that it was when he went home he was talking with his dad about his plans uh convincing him to be an accomplice Shoot. Uh, to this whole thing i wonder if he ever saw that vox documentary do you ever remember that the one where you can allegedly get away with murder in yellowstone mm-hmm. like i so, wonder if that's where his original plan was or that's another thing that everyone has talked about is the death zone uh of yellowstone there's like a 50 square mile area where if murder or crime is committed there, then the jewelry has to be sourced from that area and nobody lives there. So there's no one available to stand against you in your trial. I don't understand all the or know all the legal jargon there, but it's essentially a loophole, you know, to get away with with crime, including murder. So there's. There's uh, reports and a, a whole Vox mini documentary done on that specific uh, death zone or killing zone, as they call it. So there's a storage unit. Another thing that happened during, uh, while they were in Moab or around the same time is that there was a double homicide in Moab in Is this August. the lesbian ladies? Yes, the lesbian yeah. couple. And they were found in their tent with the bottom half of their bodies naked. Both of them were shot multiple times. Each of them had multiple gunshot wounds in their bodies, found dead. So people are trying to link that as well as another uh, conspiracy. It was they, around the time that they were in Moab. That's why there's even yeah. like a... Is there any more connection? I, I feel like I've heard... Dude, this is straight up... I don't know. Like, did they eat at the same restaurant or bar or something like that? I I, I don't know. I couldn't tell okay. you. I don't know. Um, But people have theorized that... Brian could have been their murderers and or their murderer and Gabby knew. And that's why he allegedly murdered Gabby uh, to get rid of the evidence or the witness, you know, crazy. 
Yeah, insane. All these weird things happening around the same time in the same areas. Are you going to talk about the uh, dash cam footage? Yes. Or oh. the, the are you talking about the police? Yeah. So on, on August 12th, Gabby and Brian were pulled over for domestic domestic yeah a domestic dispute disturbance um phoned in by uh like a bystander so there's the recording of this uh body cam footage as well as the phone call is all public now if you haven't seen it already you can look it up somebody calls in and says they're watching and they're talking this is confirmed gabby and brian um they're arguing he's hitting her he gets in the van they're yelling at each other and she climbs through the window and they drive off. That's essentially what happened on the, on the phone call and what they reported. So the police finds them on the road, starts following them, and they're speeding. I think they're going like 45 and a 15 at one point. So that's when they turn on their, their lights and signal them down, try to get them to stop. At which point... They like swerve through traffic and the front two tires of their van like ram up and over the curb and they come to a a halt. At which point the police officer gets out, walks up to the car and Gabby is hysterical, crying, crying, sobbing, asks her to step out, just her so he can talk to her. Immediately she starts talking about how she has mad anxiety and OCD. And they were just arguing, but yeah, it, uh, I think they're going to be okay. Um, this is a screenshot from from that from that uh, from the body cam footage. Uh, the cop said uh, the whole time there was not one time where she wasn't crying, wiping her nose or her eyes or uh, heaving over with her hands on her her knees. Um, she was absolutely hysterical the whole time and explaining that, you know, we're just having a rough time right now because I have crazy anxiety and OCD and my my boyfriend also has, has a lot of anxiety. So we're just having an argument. Uh, don't worry about us. We're going to be okay. It, it sounds like she was trying to not get in trouble. So she was kind of defending Brian, it sounded like. Then they talked to Brian and he more or less said the same thing. He had anxiety. So did she. None of them were on meds um, for their anxiety, um, but they just had a dispute. Uh, They saw that there were scratches on his arm and he said the scratches on his arm came from while they were driving and the cop turned on his lights to flag them down to stop. Gabby saw and she freaked out, reached over to grab the steering wheel, which is why they swerved through traffic. During that motion, she like scratched his arm. And then they pulled over. At least this is what he's telling the cops. This is what he's telling the cops. Okay. From that, from that incident, they talked to both of them. They said, you guys have something like something crazy going on. We suggest you guys uh, separate for the night. So they took Brian to a hotel and they gave Gabby the van and they separated for the night. Came together. I assume the next day. I couldn't really find much information on that. But there's so many pieces around this whole case that make it super bizarre uh, and raise so many questions. I'm sorry I didn't give, you know, like a, like I said, I, I like this is ongoing. So I like everybody wishes they had the answers for this and everyone's trying to figure it out. 
but that's that's the the case of of Gabby Petito right now. Like I said, they confirmed it was her body, that it was a homicide. And I believe today, forensics in Wyoming, because I think her body is still there, uh, reached out to Gabby's family and wants to fly them out because they had the uh, autopsy and they want to meet with them and, you know, go go discuss the details of that. But Hmm. crazy, bro. I did my best not to see things. I I knew like... 30% 30% of what you just told me. Yeah. So that's dope. Thanks. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so many people were sending it to us and I just had to be like, oh. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> know that you were planning on doing that. Or yeah. maybe I just didn't hear you when you said you were. <laughs> and so I was like looking up stuff. To- <laughs> yeah. No, Not no, that I was going to tell a story, yeah. but I was just like. Is there anything that I missed? I'm sure I missed a lot. I tried to do like some of the main parts and some of the like the crazy things that people are saying. Dude, people are obsessed with this. Yeah, it's weird. People I mean, are it's like, it's not weird, but it's like into it. I still don't know if it's a good or bad thing. It's like, I don't think there's one specific thing. I don't think answer, it's good or bad. Sometimes when it's good, it's good. When it's bad, it's bad. Like Reddit did that whole investigation on their own to find like some, some murderer or something like that. It's the Boston Bomber. Bomber. The Boston bo- oh, it was the Boston bomber. Yes. Do you know about this? No. Uh Reddit and 4chan had figured out who the bomber was before the government. For the Boston was. Marathon? Yeah, the Boston ma- Marathon. They figured out who it was. So they started sending death threats to this person and started doing everything like in the book of witch hunting that they could have done to hu- humiliate and oust this person. Uh this person ended up committing suicide over it, and then they found out it that it them. wasn't that person so that's what i mean when it's bad it's bad yeah but there are moments that shine through too where like the internet comes through and uh really make some headway for for everyone else in in certain cases yeah also in investigations like if you can stir up enough attention the chances of it getting solved are way higher with enough eyes on it yeah and when things are ongoing people are demanding like you've got to solve this because time is of the essence yeah like we have to figure thing, these things out quick before we never figure them out. There's like full on like PR people. So like if someone in your family goes missing, you can like hire people who would be like, okay, we need to make this viral. Like you need to cry and go online and like right. sensationalize this, you know, That's, because you have a better chance of it getting solved. Yeah. Which is like sad, but crazy. There's a business life. for that. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. somebody who's studied enough uh, misfortune to be able to make it their profession yep. and teach people how to, you know, milk the misfortune. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to think, put myself in in Brian's shoes. Why would you not say anything? And like only if you're th- innocent, why would you not say anything? Or, or period, you know? Uh, there, there's two reasons that I've boiled it down to. One, it's because you're the murderer. And two, it's because you see you saw something. That's one of the things I thought could of. not explain. And if you shared it, everyone would think you're crazy. I think the former is way more plausible. I actually, so I was thinking of the latter, but not in the like idea of them seeing something crazy he couldn't explain. I was thinking something like rational that he didn't want to also get like killed for. That's what my thought was. Like maybe they saw something. And they weren't supposed to see or that something? That they weren't supposed to see. Mm-hmm. And so that's why he ran. But, like, I would say the former is still way more likely mm-hmm. based on all of the other things that have happened. Okay. just This is just 
conjecture or whatever. I don't even know the right word. But maybe, so some people think the last couple texts were sent from him and not yes. her. So maybe he was just thinking. I didn't thinking, illustrate that super well enough, but yeah. Maybe he was just thinking he bought himself enough time that they wouldn't come knocking that quick. And by then he could be like, I don't know what happened to her. You know, like, I don't know. I'm just trying to like Well, think. here's the other thing. I don't, I don't know if you saw this, but there was on, at least on Instagram, there was people who posted that they were in the Tetons and they found Brian hitchhiking and they picked him up and they're like talking to him. And he says, yeah, my girlfriend is back at the van right now working on her social media. Um, can you take me back to the van? And they're like, well, we're headed down to Jackson Hole. And all of a sudden... He started freaking out, like, "No, no, you can't take me! Like, you can't! I you can't take me to Jackson." And they're like, "Oh, well, okay. Well, we're still going that way. We can take you as far as there." They ended up taking him there, and he ended up hitchhiking back up another way to get to his van. But there was all this thing where he was telling them that allegedly she was then back at the van instead of somewhere else, and that he knew where she was at this point in time. And this is also. Allegedly, right after she had disappeared. Mm -hmm. There's a few accounts of people picking him up as a hitchhiker. And it's hard to confirm that. I don't think any of them are actually confirmed. Because you pick up hitchhiker, you take them, you know, as close as possible to their destination or where they need to get off. And that's that. Maybe you'll get some information. Obviously, he's not going to submit anything uh, related to uh, the disappearance of his fiance, But... uh, yeah, like you don't get a picture with them normally. No. Um, so Unless there's no way to confirm, you know, if that actually happened or if those people are telling the truth. Yeah. Because um, that's, that's uh, unfortunately, there are people sick enough to just make that up for why, you know. Just chasing get involved. Yeah. 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 There's another account of where somebody was uh, met up with them, not met up with them, but saw them at a bar that they saw. Uh, Gabby and Brian walk into the bar. They look like a fish out of water. They're from out of town, whereas everyone in the bar knew each other and was local. Uh, but she decided to befriend them, talk with them for about 45 minutes about who they are in their life. And they seemed like a really happy couple. She bought them some drinks and then they split one on their way. So there's like a, a couple of stories where people have come in contact with but them, but none of them are, are, are confirmed and it's, it's hard to confirm them huh. um, if they're true or false. And then one other piece is that Brian said that he was going to like a national park or some big uh, reservation uh, like an hour and a half from where they live in Florida. That's where he disappeared too. There's a picture of a backpack in the van. It's like a white backpack with like black zippers. I guess somebody from their dash cam caught footage of him in the forest. Or I saw that. It's hard yeah. to see him, but the backpack is the exact same. Yeah. So that's yeah. where they think he's at now. They, that, they think that's where they're, it's like 25,000 square miles, something like that. Yeah. And, uh, or 2,500, big difference. But, <laughs> One of them. Um, yeah. Uh, FBI, CSI, <laughs> CIA, you know, um, everybody's trying to search for, for him and they, they haven't found him yet. The other weird thing is that the, his family reported that he went missing like three days after he actually went missing. Like they didn't speak up about anything. So people think the family's in on it and gave him a head start. Right. To run. Dude, at one point, weren't people like thinking before her body was found, like she was the bad person or something? Kind 
I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I remember at one point people being critical of her. Um, Q and on, dude. Two two more things that I can think of. Uh, Brian's sister, before the body was found, went on to Good Morning America. I think Brian's sister is the only one who has spoken publicly and shared anything with the police. But she went on to Good Morning America, giving a whole spiel about how much we miss you, Gabby. Please come home. And then the body was found. So really strange. The other thing is like the order of events from her last Instagram post. Like that was on August 25th. Whereas the dispute in Moab where they were pulled over by the cops with the body cam footage was August 12th. So So there's 13 days later. And it's like, if that really happened in Ogden, she looked happy as a clam in those posts. You know, like did they really just resolve all of it? And they were perfectly fine. So people have theorized that those are old pictures and he was posting them after the fact that it happened to further cover his tracks. Hmm. Sorry, really messy. Oh. The whole situation oh. is messy and I, I didn't tell it as I thought uh, you did great. cleanly I mean, as I could have. Tell, like with all of the details in chronological order, it's like it's a tough story to tell. And that's why so many people are on it right now. Yeah, no, I thought you did great. Especially because I haven't like followed anything, so it's like made sense. Does this kind of make sense to you? Hundred percent. Okay. If there are things that you didn't hear or whatever, please let us know. You better be nice. But I'm interested to see because there's like so much out there. Right. So yeah, any other theories or evidence, please feel free to share, and maybe we'll do an update next week. Kalima Mallory, have you guys seen anything or know anything? Oh yeah, Mallory is here. By the way. Um, the body cam footage. He's being super, super charming with the cops. Mal said in the body cam footage that, what's his name? Doug? Brian. Brian is being super charming with the cops. Like chumming it up. Yeah. Isn't it like a 40-minute video? It's like an over an hour video. Over an hour. Yeah. Okay. So it's a long interaction. There's like an interview with- it starts with her, and then they start talking with him. So, so she's like, like bawling, and then he's just like schmoozing? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. There's an a the whole situation was the cops drew the conclusion that she assaulted him and they were gonna charge her and take her. That's what jail. that's what I was that thinking. That may be where you're getting. So that. she was saying the whole conclusion was she assaulted him and the cops were gonna take her to jail. Because they were trying to capitalize on like the scratches on his arm. Yeah. Or at least that was one of the things. And so he was like, No, don't take her to jail. Can I go to jail so she doesn't have to go? So he poses as this good guy, and the cops are, like, so chummy with him. They're, like, talking like friends. It's so bizarre. Brian McWhite Knight. That's why there's this whole theory that they think that she was the predator. She attacked him. I knew there was that out there. And he killed her in self-defense and then didn't want to say anything because he knew it would look bad for him. That's a theory I The theory is that at some point she attacked him and he killed her in self-defense didn't say anything because he knew it looks bad for him i think one of the cops in that incident where they pulled him over in moab she's come out saying that like gabby's voice like she can still hear that whole interaction like very clearly and she's also been quoted telling gabby you're in a really toxic relationship so that's another anecdote uh to this whole this whole thing a lot of crazy moving pieces that don't seem to connect but seem like they're coming from the same board huh super sad yeah anything else to wrap up 
this. Uh, we're interested to hear what comes. I'm sure there's going to be huge updates. Yeah. And this will come out after I'm pretty sure huge updates will come out. So yeah. thanks for gonna, listening to us and hearing whatever we had to say about it. But this is going to sit on ice for nine days, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately. Maybe we could speed it up and do it, put it out real fast. Try to. Yeah, but then we just might miss whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Dude, I, I feel I feel for for Gabby's family. In the last week or two, they've written letter after letter to Brian's family just pleading for some information. Like, how could you do this to our daughter? You know? The whole just well, even if them you, in the dark is Yeah, dirty. even if you weren't the murderer. Yeah. Like... Radio silence isn't... Isn't the way. Like... Why aren't you helping us, you know, right now? Like you've professed your love to our daughter publicly and privately and there's no follow through with any of that. And it's just so, so sad right now. Jeez. Hmm. Um, very unfortunate. So hate to say it, but thoughts and prayers. <laughs> we shall see. Yeah. So since we went so long, we're going to skip Sean. Sorry, you guys. I had a great one tonight. <laughs> Yeah, don't share it next week. Never share it. Yeah, this is yeah, this is only going to be shared on 107. <laughs> so sorry, dude. I know you did. You had a good one last time, dude. Yeah, actually, that was one of my favorite ones I've done. That was fire. All right, so for me, all right, so for me tonight, small village in Germany. It's dusk. Maria Bode or Bode. I don't know how to pronounce it. Maria comes into the village. She's not from here. She's traveling. She's visiting. Mm -hmm. She has to get to a destination. She doesn't really know the streets, but she starts making her way through town. Mm -hmm. She's going through alleys. She's going near houses, shops. It's getting less populated, and it's getting darker. She's a little confused on which direction to go when a man comes up, says, hey, you lost. She goes, no, but I am making my way to this point. It's like a cross town, right? I'll walk with you. I'm headed that way. Oh, perfect. They start walking. They start chatting. He's from there. He's grown up there. Small talk, this and that. Where are you from? Streets are getting more narrow, darker, less populated. And they come to a fork in the road. One goes along houses and the other one goes through the woods. No less light. traveled, if you will. Pitch black. And he goes, hey, let's go this way. It's a shortcut. Oh, Frick, dude. Immediately, Maria's like, no, I'm not doing this. So she goes, no, let's let's head this way. I, I don't care to get there fast. It's fine. And he goes, no, really, let's, uh, it's, it's way shorter. Let's go this way. And she f- starts to feel super uncomfortable. And she says, no, I, I'm okay. When he lunges at her, grabs her, and starts dragging her into the dark woods. Panicked, fighting back, screaming, She starts trying to get away from him, but his grip is super strong. And just as she's about to disappear into the trees, another man runs up. Hey, what's going on? Grip releases. Man runs away. Was that man, are you okay? Was that man harassing you? She's like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Like, he's gone. He ran away. He's like, geez, Louise, like, what are you doing? Are you okay? You need me to get someone? She's like, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just trying to make it to this side of town. And he goes, all right, well, I'll go with you. Okay, so they get back onto the well-lit road. They walk. They talk. She feels much better. That freak's gone. 
Um, they make it close. He's like, I, I live just right over here, so I'm going to be heading out. And she's like, cool, I still got to get to my spot. When he lunges forward and grabs her and starts trying to take her to a way less lit area. Luckily, there's people walking around. She screams. She makes this huge deal. And uh, the people look over. The guy who's holding her, trying the new guy, the hero, he's trying to get her, sees all the people looking, lets go, runs away. She's like, gosh, damn it. Twice. So she's almost attacked twice. Makes it to her destination. Is fine. But she's like so annoyed and freaked out. She starts writing a letter to one of her good friends back in her hometown. She's like, yo, this place is ass. Like, everyone trying to attack me. <laughs> so she writes out this letter, this, first of all, this guy tries to take me to the forest. He attacks me. Then this guy who saves me, he attacks, you know, she just goes off, signs the letter, seals it up, writes the address, and puts it in the mail. But she wrote the address wrong. So the letter just sat at the uh, post office. People at the post office are like, we have no idea where this is supposed to go. What are we supposed to do? Let's open it up. Let's see if it has any clues. So they open it up and they read the letter. And they read the account. And they say, holy crap. In German, I don't know what that is. Holy scheisse. (laughs) This sounds like the vampire of Dusseldorf. Uh... And this is the beginning, actually, it's the end of the story of the Vampire of Dusseldorf, which I will be covering for our patrons. So if you want to know more, head over to patreon.com slash the 3am pod. For $2 a month, you can have access to this bonus story and every other bonus story we do. We always do one a week or try to. And we have other bonus content on there, like we post some of our favorite no sleeps and creepy pastas and other things like that. So head over there for our regular listeners. We'll be right back. Okay, before we close, last week, Cam Camille Jolly telling her stories. While she's telling her stories, my phone goes, mm, mm. I look and I read and I got sent a story. And I'm excited for the story. Um, and the things it deals with like blew my mind. And I'm going to share it next week. It's Zion. Gosh dang it, dude. It's this my is the homie second episode from you've actually done that. I know. You've That's taught, dirty, yeah. bro. But time, dude. It's like, <laughs> that. I got to give it enough. Yeah. You're going to have to roll a better number <laughs> so you can tell first next time. Or I'll just never tell it. <laughs> but anyway, that's me tonight. Sean, you go first next week. I'm so sorry. I'm, it's fine with me, dude. Yeah, we've hit our limit. Yeah. Uh, guys, we're excited. It's October. We're doing our best to plan a live event. Apparently, I'm going to be gone the whole last week of October, so it kind the of whole last us week? in the ass. <laughs> yeah. Oh, frick, dude. Yeah. Like over Halloween? Yeah, I'm going to be in Hawaii for Halloween. So, I don't know. Just watch our IG. If you're in the Utah area, look out. Yeah. <laughs> but thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Thanks for hanging out. Hope you're doing well. Until next time, trust your gut, watch your back. Bye, love you, be safe. Be careful out there. Goodbye. See you guys.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Amy and Vanessa from She Goes by Jane, where we shine light on the stories of missing and unidentified women. On November 7th, we're sharing Nahida's story for the first time in a podcast. And this is a story that I thought I knew. But after reading police reports, it became more complicated than I thought. When investigators are called to Nahida Khatib's house, everything looks fine. Her purse is on the kitchen table, her cup of coffee is on the counter, and her two-year-old niece is in her playpen. The only thing amiss? Nahida is missing. Every week we feature a poem written in honor of the person we're talking about. This week we're joined by one of our favorite actresses. You might know her from Sister Act or King of the Hill or The Descendants. But if you're like us, you'll know her from Hocus Pocus. She's the much-beloved Kathy Najimy. Join us November 7th to hear Nahida's story.